Um, Our passage today comes from Mark chapter 4, verses uh, 35 through 41. I was saying it is a passage of Scripture that I find myself going back to in times of of storms in my life because uh, I have learned that there is much in this passage, and it is in all three Gospels, and it's one of those uh, few stories that are in all three, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. But I invite you to um, hear these words from Mark chapter 4, verses uh, 35 through 41. Later that day, when evening came, Jesus said to them, Let's cross over to the other side of the lake. They left the crowd and took him in the boat, just as he was. Other boats followed along. Gale force winds arose and waves crashed against the boat so that the boat was swamped. But Jesus was in the rear of the boat, sleeping on a pillow. They woke him up and said, Teacher, don't you care that we're drowning? He got up, and he gave orders to the wind, and he said to the lake, Silence, be still. The wind settled down, and there was great calm. Jesus asked them, Why are you frightened? Don't you have faith yet? Overcome with awe, they said to each other, Who then is this? Even the wind and the sea obey him. Those with ears to hear, hear and respond to the Word of God this day. Now, as I, as I look at this passage, there's a few things that, that jump out at me in this passage of Scripture. Uh, number one, um, I am reminded that Jesus and the disciples are on a journey. Uh, the, the sea is not their destination. Uh, They are going from one side of the lake to the other side of the lake, most likely going from a side of the lake that had um, was mainly uh, Jewish folks to the side that was mainly Gentiles, and they are uh, crossing over this lake, headed to the other side when they encounter the storm. Uh, The other thing that uh, jumps out at me in this story is I am reminded that four of the disciples were fishermen, so they were not strangers to this sea. They had seen storms on this sea before, and yet the nature of this particular storm frightened them and scared them. So that gives us an idea of just how big the storm was that they were encountering. And then the other thing that um, I find interesting is in the midst of this storm, while these fishermen are worried and the disciples are worried about what is going on, all three Gospels tell us that Jesus is lying in the boat sleeping. Sleeping in the middle of this storm. And we're told that the disciples go to wake him up. Now, Oftentimes when we hear this story, we think, well, they're waking him up because they want him to do something about the storm. And yet at the end of the story, we see they are surprised by the fact that Jesus speaks to the storm and calms it down. It's almost as if uh, they're in the middle of the boat, they're in this panic, they're worried and they're frightened and they look at Jesus and he's asleep. And they wake him up, I don't think because they expected him to do anything. They woke him up because they thought that he should be just as frantic as they were. Jesus, get up and run around the boat with us. 
and throw up your arms about what in the world we are to do in the midst of this storm. And then I find it interesting when they arouse Jesus, um, he simply says, be quiet and be still. And there is a calming of the storm. And then Jesus looks at his disciples, and he doesn't say to his disciples, oh, what were you expecting? Of course I can calm the storm. He looks at his disciples, and he says, why were you so fearful? Do you still lack a trust in God? Now, this is so appropriate in times of difficulty and storms. As we hear this story, we need to make sure that we don't misinterpret this story as some meaning that, well, anytime we have a storm, we just run to Jesus, and Jesus will make the storm go away. We need to be sure that we don't hear the story in that way. In fact, I think the fact that Jesus was asleep in the boat may be is how he expected his disciples to be. Maybe he thought they should be a bit calmer in the midst of the storm and not so frantic. I think what Jesus wanted his disciples to learn in the midst of that storm is that they need to learn to trust God and not to give over to the fear that so often can overcome us in the midst of disaster and storms. I think as we hear this story today, um, we need to remember that we can trust Jesus. You see, the disciples were going to need to trust God a lot more in the future because there were going to be storms that were going to come along that weren't just going to disappear. Jesus, after all, is going to be uh, led away and crucified on a cross. And later, the, his followers who continue to proclaim the good news are going to be persecuted. Some of them burnt at the stake and some of them um, also crucified. And in the midst of those trials, they would need to trust God a lot more than in the midst of a, of a storm on the sea. And so Jesus calling to his disciples is just this continued, can you not trust God in the midst of all of life? Now, let me tell you that about Wednesday of this week, I was experiencing this storm. Um, since, uh, since we have had to go to worship in this online format, I have spent numerous amounts of time on the internet looking for creative ways that we can do worship, that we can keep the church connected, uh, looking for all kinds of ideas of what we can do to do ministry in new ways. And, and I have been energized in thinking about this and all the opportunities that it brings to us. 
And on Wednesday, sometime in the afternoon, suddenly I hit a wall with these thousands of ideas going in my head and, and thinking about all the things I should be doing and that needed to be done to keep the church connected. And the storm began to brew more and more and more. And so I did like Jesus. I sat down and I fell asleep and took a nap. And you know, that's pretty good advice. Uh, I woke up from the nap feeling a bit refreshed and also a bit calmer, wondering if whether in the midst uh, of this new reality that we are experiencing and beginning to realize, as, as I would have reaffirmed in a phone call from the district superintendent the next day, and on Friday in a uh, podcast that I watched from Ruth Haley Barton, uh, that this is a marathon, not a sprint. A and I have been trying to do ministry in a sprint, and any of you who are runners know that if you sprint for the first two miles of a 26.2-mile um, race, that the next 24 are going to be pretty bad. Hang in there. There we go. All right, I don't know if it was my receiver was on. No, okay. So, it, But anyway, you know, if you are running a marathon, sprinting for the first two miles is not a good plan of action. Um, and, and so in the midst of this, I began to wonder and to think if um, I was starting to fill uh, this my, my days and my time with more and more activity, finding myself busier than I was before this, pushing myself into a crisis and a storm. And in this, I heard God say, trust me. Don't try to do everything. Don't think that uh, you are such a great gift to this congregation that uh, they can't do anything without you. Trust that God is at work in the households and in the midst of the focus who find themselves sheltered in place. That the Spirit is moving in new and wonderful ways. And simply remind folks that this storm will pass. That God is with us, and that God can be trusted. Yes, there may be pain and there may be suffering, but even in pain and suffering, God can be trusted. And that God will be with us in the midst of the storm, and He will see us to the other side, however long it may take us to get there. And so, I invite us as we think about this passage today that unlike the disciples, rather than being frantic, may the storms that we are experiencing, whether they be the external circumstances or the ones going on in, out, inside of us, may those storms drive us to trust in God more this day and every day. Amen.